G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. I wonder if you ever think about what it might be like to work on the mission field. Now, it could be on the mission field in all sorts of different nations around the world, perhaps a developing nation, perhaps a nation where things not quite as easy as we have in what some people might say is our first world environment like here in Australia. Well, an inspirational story to tell, Candace Jones is a young woman who is serving in what's called agricultural mission in the nation of Cambodia. And Candace is joining us now. Hello, Candace. Welcome along to 2020. Hey, Neil. Nice to be here. Well, Candace, I must say that I ran into you while I was visiting a Anglican church on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland in Kiwana Waters. And uh, you were inspiring when I heard your story because you were about to embark on a missions adventure uh, off to Cambodia. How's things been going? Are you settling in nicely in Cambodia? Yeah, I've been here for seven weeks now and it's been very interesting. A lot of different things. It's a, it's a different culture and a different language, so all sorts of challenges, but in a good way. Not many people speak English in your community there in Cambodia. No, where I am, I'm in a very rural area for agricultural mission, and not many people speak English, and there's actually two languages here. So there's Khmer, the common language of Cambodia, and then uh, Banong, which is the language of the people group that are in this area. So... There's a lot going on there. (laughs) Look, what is inspiring about your story is that you first came to faith in Jesus Christ by some faithful Cambodian Christians. Tell us that story. So during high school, I went to Cambodia with a school trip team. And for that trip, we were in areas where people did speak English or some English. And I saw a real hope in the Christian community And I saw that they had more hope than I had, and I wanted to know where that came from. So I asked a couple of different Christians, or a couple of different people, why they had so much hope. And they kept telling me that their hope was in Jesus, and I didn't really get it at the time. But as I asked more people in different areas that we went to, they all told me the same thing. So I started thinking about it and prayed a little bit, but didn't fully come to investigate it until I came back to Australia and went looking for a church. 
it's amazing the story when you went to Cambodia as a student and they shared Christ with you. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to work that way. It's supposed to work with the missionaries <laughs> going to Cambodia and sharing the, the, the message of the good news with Cambodians. But what an amazing story. And, of course, you came back from your school trip and you were studying at the University of Queensland. Uh, you were studying agricultural mm-hmm. science. So I knew that I enjoyed science and in between school and university I spent some time in different industries looking at how science is used and realised how practical agricultural science is and how much we need plants and how it's just a worldwide thing to need plants and agriculture. So I thought it would be a useful way to uh, live in any community and be able to share God in any community. And so you've linked with a couple there in Cambodia, and we're speaking to you from Cambodia today, but you've linked with Mm -hmm. uh, some CMS missionaries who are working in agricultural ministry. What is agricultural ministry? What does it look like on the ground when it's working? So that's what I'm here to see. And what I've picked up so far is that it's very similar to how you would live serving Christ in your own community in terms of we are working with the people in the situation that they're in. In Cambodia, 80% of the population is rural-based, so it's easy to connect with people through agriculture and enter into a community using that. And a lot of Ken and Ali's time is spent talking with people and building relationships, so really engaging people in their lives in a situation where they are and using agriculture to sort of head that off. So you're spending time literally on the farm with people mm-hmm. in Cambodia, uh, in their fields, doing farming their way. Uh, is it a case that you're able to offer some expertise by way of your university-level agricultural studies here in Australia, or are actually you learning a, a whole bunch of things from, from the Cambodians too in the way that they do their farming? I'm mostly learning from them. Like I have the university education in plant science, but coming here, it's a different climate. There's different plants. Like the local knowledge is far greater than what mine would be. And it was a shame when Ken and Ali first came here. They just you just spend ages, a long time learning, and I'm able to contribute in terms of creative thinking and being willing to serve. So the knowledge that they have here, they've just, they've learnt that's what the book says, so that's what you do. But um, as part of doing research, you need to think creatively and think, well, what if we did this? How would that happen? And why do these things happen? So it's more just contributing a willingness to think outside the box, maybe, and encouraging farmers here to do the same. So you find that what agricultural mission is, is working alongside people there in their farming community, sharing ideas with one another, the things that you're able to contribute from your plant science, but also being humble enough and open enough to learn their farming methods as well. And so you've got a relationship that's birthed out of working together. Yes. And another useful thing about that is that it demonstrates the people that you're interested in all areas of their life. So it can lead to a lot of natural ways to share about God and who he is. 
and it's not just coming in and saying, this is the way it is, this is how you should do it. It's sort of engaging them where they are and understanding where they're at. How inspired are they when they hear your story that you came to faith in Jesus Christ listening and uh, relating with Cambodian Christians? Um, I haven't been able to explain it to any people because of the language barrier, but um, those that I have shared it with have been excited, like the Christians that I know here have been excited that other Cambodian Christians were able to share with me, and they're excited that I've come back. Candace Jones is our guest. We're talking to Candace from Cambodia. She is serving in agricultural mission there in Cambodia, working alongside Cambodian farmers in their fields. Candace, stay with us because I want to ask you a few more things about just how people might follow in your footsteps in just a short while. We're taking the time to hear an amazing story, in fact. Candace Jones is on the line with us from Cambodia, where she's serving in agricultural mission, working with Cambodian farmers in their fields, building relationships and serving alongside a couple of CMS missionaries uh, who've been working in agricultural development ministry. And great to be able to hear your story, Candice. You're bringing some expertise that you've learned in university in studying plant science. One of the things that you are contributing and helping with is low-technology seed storage methods. How does all that work? Well, here in Cambodia, the farmers need to store their seed from one growing season to the next. And that's about a six-month period where it's very wet and rainy and humid And that's a real problem for seed storage. And in Australia, what we would do is seal them up in an airtight container or freeze-dry them and everything would be fine. But that's not as effective here and we can't freeze-dry because there's no technology or electricity available to many of the farmers. So for the last few years, one of the missionaries that I've been uh, visiting here with has been working on developing a lot of different seed storage techniques that require limited uh, technology and electricity. And he's been doing this through a partnership with Echo Asia. And basically what we've come up with is a few different techniques where you can build your own sort of vacuum storage device for only a couple of dollars. And it's really simple for farmers to be able to make themselves or just simple things that you can do when you're storing the seed and looking for different kinds of containers. So I didn't actually know much about this before I came here. And it's been while I've been here, we've just been testing different things. Does this work? Does it not? And we found some interesting and helpful things for farmers to start using. It's amazing. And there you are working with the couple of CMS ministries called Ken and Ali. Now, they obviously speak the language. What sort of projects are they working on? Do they, are they involved in uh, Bible translation or anything like that? So Ken and Ali have been here for 10 years, and they spent the first two years pretty much doing full, full-time language study. So it takes a lot to learn the language. And they themselves aren't involved in the Bible translation, but the people who invited them here are. And they've been working alongside that missionary couple as well as locals who are involved in the Bible translation. Some of their other projects are managing or 
being involved with a school student dormitory on the church property and doing research, just being involved in the lives of the people that live around here, really. And you're in the Mondulkiri province of Cambodia. Uh, are there memories that people have in that area that go back to uh, some of the atrocities that were committed by Pol Pot and his regime back to the 1970s? Yes, it's definitely affected this area as it has all of Cambodia. Uh, something especially that ties into agriculture is that because during that period everyone who had an education was killed, there was just there's a gap in a generation where knowledge hasn't been passed from one generation to the next. So those who did have high levels of understanding in research and agriculture didn't get to pass it on to the next generation. So that's why it's just a lack of knowledge in that area. So there's a lot of ground to be made up there. And when it comes to the value of a Christian school, and you mentioned that there's a a school dormitory on the church property there where you are working in the Mondulkiri province, uh, that's a really, really valuable resource for local people. Mm. So in the towns, the schools are much more reliable. So the dormitory itself is a place for students from Christian villages to come and stay and engage with other Christians in their culture. So it allows them to have a solid Christian community around them while they're away from their parents so that they have that support while they're studying in the schools and so that they're more likely to finish schooling. Because it's very common here not to finish school. Now, you're going to be there for about seven months, Candice. Uh, is seven months likely to turn into seven years? Are you loving it? Or, or is there a sense in which you'll, you'll re-evaluate when your seven months rolls around? I mean, I am loving it, but I will definitely go back at the end of seven months, uh, partially because Ken and Ali will be going back, but also because there's a lot more that I would need to think about and do before I could be here long term so if I was going to come long term I would need to be prepared to learn the language but also I would need to do a few other things before I could be fully well equipped to serve here. Well, Candace Jones, you are an inspirational young woman, let me just say, and I want to honour you because you've taken this time out of your life to serve in mission and doing it with your skills. Agricultural mission and having studied plant science at the University of Queensland, those people in that village there in Cambodia are the beneficiaries of your great wisdom, And but what they'll be noticing all the more is your great love wanting to live and work amongst those Cambodian people in this time. And Candice, all the best to you. I'll point people to the website at CMS. Now, CMS is a wonderful ministry mission organisation, cms.com.au, and undoubtedly there'll be a link there where you can perhaps get in touch with Candice Jones, Candice serving in agricultural mission in Cambodia. Candice, great talking to you. Thanks so much for making time to talk to us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.